Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Patrick Mahomes can try to run from the Tom Brady comparisons, but he cannot hide. Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We are live from the Mandalay Bay Convention Center in Las Vegas leading up to Super Bowl 58. Perloff, last night was opening night for the NFL. So Patrick Mahomes, uh, Brock Purdy, everybody, all the stars from both teams and coaches were out in full force. And, of course, the Mahomes-Brady conversation was one of the big takeaways. Absolutely. It was it was interesting. We were there, and Mahomes and Kelsey were forces of nature yes. and itself. And it seems like, you know, Mahomes is used to being here. He has a Super Bowl uh, plan. here. That's pretty cool that you have a plan. This is how I like to approach Super Bowl weeks. It's not common that quarterbacks are like, you know, this is my fourth one. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, right. I've but, been there, done that, guys. But now uh, he's getting asked about Brady. This is new to him. I don't think last year we were doing any Brady. And now it's unavoidable. Well, this is what happens when you are playing in your fourth Super Bowl in yep. six seasons and you're going for your third win in five seasons. So let's hear a little of Mahomes from last night talking about the Brady comparisons. I know I'm blessed to be around a lot of great players around me. Um, And so right now, it's doing whatever I can to beat a great 49ers team and try to get that third ring. And then if you ask me that question in like 15 years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven. But seven seems like a long ways away still. Okay, so this is the right thing to say, and he's right. Seven is far away from two. Now, when it's three, it feels maybe a little bit more on the horizon. Your still, math is correct. Still far. Still <laughs> far. Don't get me wrong. But a little more on the horizon. And And here's the thing. Unfortunately for athletes, when it comes to these conversations, I don't think they have a lot of say because this is something that's for the public. It's for them, too, but it's for us as sports fans. We're the ones who like the comparisons. We're the ones who want to put Mount Rushmore's and greatest of all time because we can do both. We can appreciate the career in the moment of Patrick Mahomes and also be thinking about where does he fall right now in terms of the all-time great players. We're smart enough as sports fans to do both, and I don't think it's disrespecting Mahomes or Brady to have these conversations. Well, I I would disagree a little bit because I think LeBron and Jordan fuel themselves a lot of those debates. They're, and I think LeBron is a huge basketball fan and wants to jump into that debate just as much as we do. Yeah, but that Jordan a, made a documentary yeah, just Jordan, to, make, yeah. to remind the younger generation, hey, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was So awesome. I, would, I wouldn't say that is just the fans doing the LeBron-Jordan thing. I think true. LeBron. But the other thing, too, about this, uh, the fans do do it, but it is, it, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble keeping track. So now Mahomes is catching Brady, but uh, Mahomes, since we are so in such a rush to name goats, by the time Holmes gets to Brady, we're already going to have C.J. Stroud as greater. And maybe, <laughs> right. maybe. Uh, oh, you're saying we can't be trusted with I'm just saying it's, goat labels. Goat is like whoever is just happens to be in front of our face right now. The fans have no memory anymore, and it's all about who's the most recent. So, and this is a latest evidence is that we're putting Patrick Mahomes in the same comparison with Tom Brady. And he doesn't even have three, by the way. He has two and a half because he hasn't won the Super Bowl yet. And we're in such a rush to say this person that is in front of us is the greatest ever. That feels like the important sports fan trend to me, this uh, sort of recency bias on GOAT. And I think it's getting ridiculous. Okay, put the fans aside for a moment because I think it's fair for us to have this conversation. But put the put the fans aside. You mentioned it. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, they want to have this conversation. I think they both want to be a part of this. Right. 
Patrick Mahomes also said last night, we have a chance to, quote, put our stamp on NFL history. To say, all right, ask me this question in 15 years and I'll tell you how we match up, me and versus Tom and our resumes. Yes, that is true. But in the moment right now, you are also in the back of your mind and now in the front, you are still thinking about your legacy because you are on the doorstep of a dynasty. If you were a middling team, if you were a mediocre team, if you were not going to all these Super Bowls, believe me, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It's kind of a privilege, and I think that the at the fans and the athletes themselves absolutely love it. And, and the other part of this, too, is right now, in my opinion, Mahomes doesn't have a true peer that's playing right now. Joe Burrow's got to stay healthier if he's going to keep challenging Mahomes. Josh Allen has to win. Lamar Jackson has to win. Justin Herbert has to win. We, and who am I forgetting? Jalen Hurts, whoever, the great quarterbacks in the league. They're going to have to step it up if they want to be considered Mahomes' peers. So right now, in the absence of that, Brady is the comparison. You know, the... I hear what you're saying. You're right. But Brady also didn't really have a peer because he passed Manning so far away so early. Uh, it was very clear that he was going to be the Super Bowl winning quarterback. And I don't even count Peyton Manning second quarterback. So to me, Brady was peerless just like Mahomes. His second now. Super Bowl, you don't count. His second Super Bowl yeah. win, yeah. So uh, here's the thing, though. You heard what Mahomes said. It's a we thing. When you ask any expert this week, what is the first thing they say about this matchup between the Chiefs and the Niners? It comes down to McCaffrey versus Pacheco. Sure. I'm hearing it everywhere. Right. And Tom Brady, there's so many Super Bowls where he played varying roles on the team. It's much harder to do this football goat debate. Everyone knows it is the ultimate team game. NBA, it makes so much more sense because there's only five guys on the court. Sure. And you can have a goat. And like and Michael Jordan, and defense. the Michael Jordan-LeBron yeah. debate is so much more one-to-one, uh, where is. Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady are very aware that a lot has to go right for them to win the Super Bowl. This is, ironically, a defense-run Super Bowl. And Mahomes' whole thing has changed. So I just think Mahomes is aware this whole GOAT conversation is a, a little silly. I, not si- silly in the sense that it's so complicated for football. Tom Brady's seven rings all have different stories behind them. They're all different teams. So I, I think Mahomes knows it's not going to be a counting thing. You know, he, he's not going to say, well, I got here and now I'm above Brady. Because with football, you're always going to be able to argue back with 700 other factors that led to those rings. Okay, but I, I get what you're saying. Of course, it's the ultimate team game. But these are the quarterbacks who get the most attention, make the most money, by the way. And I would argue, I don't say, have the most pressure we talk about uh, legacies we'll we'll do this we love having these debates greatest wide receiver greatest tight end greatest defensive back all this stuff we'll we'll do that till the cows come home but in terms of when we get to this echelon it's quarterbacks and also as we're talking about Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes comparisons, Mahomes got asked about this last night in opening night. And by the way, spoiler, he's going to get asked about this from now to the end of yeah. time. And Tom Brady's going to get asked about this now to the end well, of time. Well, unless Mahomes loses on Sunday. and he are two It will points. quiet it a little bit. See, yeah, but if he stays at two, then there's no... I mean, if he goes, if he loses on Sunday and does not get back next year, it'll quiet it completely. Okay, but he's still 28, so we have a lot of time here, right? Yeah, we, I mean, Eli won two by 27. I, I just but think Eli that, never won another playoff game outside of those Super Bowl runs. But my point is, it's such a huge lift to get to seven Super Bowl rings. It, honestly, if he loses on Sunday, he's behind the eight ball in this chase. He kind of needs this win, and that's that's it, how far Brady is ahead of him, is what I'm saying. is It's just a gigantic gap right now to me. So, there's another part of this debate that you can add a little wrinkle to, as we're talking about Mahomes versus Brady, where 
do you actually have to get to seven Super Bowls to be considered the greatest of all time? Because you just mentioned it, football, ultimate team game. You're going to put resumes up between Mahomes and Brady outside of the rings when you start. Listen, I don't love the counting stats because Brady started in one era and ended in a different one and and so much changed over the 20-whatever, three years that he was playing in the NFL. But – they're going to you're going to see the eye test where Mahomes is the more athletic quarterback and also a lot of the numbers are going to favor Mahomes so does he actually need 7 if he got 5 if he got if he got them all with Kansas City as opposed to Brady who did 6 with New England and 1 with Tampa Bay there's a hundred ways we can dissect this thing where you can come out with Mahomes being the goat yeah, but eventually. You, but to me, that's what I mentioned earlier, the lowering standard of GOAT. If you're going to say, okay, he doesn't need to get to seven, then guess what? There's going to be someone, and then Mahomes gets to five, and he's the GOAT. There's going to be someone in three, and we're going to do this again. I think we're lowering the standards for GOAT, goat talk. <laughs> By the way, Mahomes' numbers are coming back down to earth because of some reason. He, a little he this year, yeah. Not just this, but in general, I think the trend is down. So he peaked at 50 touchdowns, just like Brady did. I don't think he's going to blow him away numbers-wise. Okay, but Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns his first full season as a starter. It took Brady until he got Randy Moss. Right, but he's not doing that anymore. It's interesting. I I don't think he's going to blow him away on the numbers front. And the other thing, too, is there are going to be guys who are going to come up and blow Mahomes' numbers away, the way the NFL goes. So I don't even think he's going to get him on the counting stats, ironically. Well, I mean... By, like, a large margin. Well, to be honest, the counting stats, well, they're going to really favor Brady, who played yeah, so long. Right, that's See, a great point. That's the thing about Mahomes. If he can do this in a more condensed timeline, let's not forget, you know, Tom Brady did go a decade in the middle, thanks to Eli Manning and the in the New York Giants, went a decade in the middle without winning. I mean, he really had to reinvent himself, and, and we know about Tom Brady's story. I, I think Mahomes still has a shot of having, having a very long career. You and I kind of differ on that. You think the way that he plays – could open himself up to more injuries. We see him hobbling around a lot. (laughs) I I actually... Is that just the way he runs? I don't know, the way he walks. I think that he... There's still... There could be a reinvention for Mahomes, too. Yeah, absolutely. But it's such a tall task to reinvent. Tom Brady had three careers... So three Hall of Fame careers actually yeah, kind of so built on top of each other. Mahomes, not only does he need to reinvent himself once, he'll have to reinvent himself twice. And just the reality, Travis Kelsey might retire this offseason, maybe next offseason. Andy Reid is 64. There's rumors he is contemplating retirement at some point in the near future. There's just so much that can happen. Uh, what if the team just takes a small day? Because listen, it's a little like Brady. They, they were the number three seed. They're not so dominant. I mean, if they win Super Bowls, they're winning it by a hair. It's And just like Brady did, too. I mean, Brady won very oh, yeah. close Super Bowls. So I just think, again, it's just going to be... Imp- One thing I... I understand the go talk. He might not have to get to seven, but can we just admit right now, seven is not going to happen. I, I just think that seven is crazy. And that's where I disagree with a lot of people who were asking Mahomes questions last night. You're going to have to redefine goat because he's not getting to seven. And I hope we're on air long enough to see <laughs> how this six. pans out. Yeah, the longest show I hope, history. We, I hope we were watching the fourth quarter after he has six. I just think that <laughs> so much has to go right. So, yes, if you're going to put him in that GOAT conversation with Brady, then you have to redefine GOAT, and it has to be he gets a five and Brady was at seven and he's the GOAT. But that's, that's you know, you're changing the sort of parameters of this debate to me And if you're going to do that. Well, I think it's okay to do it as we're talking about Mahomes yeah. and Brady because how different they play. Yeah. If this was 
know if it was like Brock Purdy or Joe or Joe Burrow or someone who played a little more like Brady. I know Burrow used his legs a yeah. little bit, but if it was a little more like Burrow, who is a little more Brady like, maybe like Mahomes is on a different level yeah. athletically. Well, Purdy's actually a speedster compared to uh, Brady too. And, they, by the way, Burrow. Pretty much everybody's on a different level. Uh, EJ's on a different level athletically <laughs> than Tom Brady. I don't think that's a high bar. Uh, yeah, we do a fun open yeah. that says, I can run the 40 faster than Tom Brady. It's actually not that far no. off. Um, well, I mean, just to picture that uh, Tom Brady showed up at the draft combine. It looked like that. <laughs> like, that is not a high bar. Uh, okay, so. so that was just one of the amazing things that happened yesterday, which will heretofore be known as the longest day in recorded history <laughs> for everyone sitting on this set. We had, like, four days packed into one yesterday and we're super excited to talk about all the um, interesting experiences that we had yesterday in Las Vegas. One I never thought that I would ever have. That I think I know what you're talking about. That is one of the coolest things I've done, certainly uh, in recent memory. So we're going to talk about it next. What we did yesterday literally brought a tear to Perloff's eyes. What in Las Vegas can you do that would cause Andrew Perloff to get choked up and he didn't lose like a thousand dollars at a craps table or anything? <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yes, it was not gambling related. It was not alcohol related. We're not that kind of show, but it m- made us emotional, especially you. Yeah. Uh, and you're not talking about uh, the alarm going off at one <laughs> thirty local time. Yeah, that it was. It was powerful. It was. It was. It's a moment I won't forget. Uh, luckily, it is memorialized in many photos. Uh, Which I think, we'll be putting out on our social medias uh, very soon. Yeah, I just, I love love, Maggie. That's all I will say. Say no more. We're the Bachelor is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> just to see people find each other is magical to me. We're going to get more into that next very memorable experience for us. Uh, you are welcome to weigh in on the Mahomes and the Brady conversation. Mahomes being in this conversation now. Does this bother you? Do you like this comparison? And I think he doesn't have to get to seven to be considered the greatest quarterback of all time. Because the athleticism, the way he plays, if he can do it in a more condensed timeline, if he can do it with one team, there's a lot of factors where Mahomes can catch Tom Brady in this conversation. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Just because we're on the road doesn't mean you can't be part of the conversation. Want to hear from you. Again, 855-212-4227. More Maggie and Perloff will tell you what brought a tear to Perloff's eye yesterday. Next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Uh, that's Toby Keith, who sadly passed away from cancer at 62 last night. Uh, I think you'll hear a lot of tributes at Super Bowl week. Very cool uh, to hear his music. Um, interesting, we were just teasing, by the way. It's easy to make me cry, you know, Maggie. Well, I was going to say, yeah. you're about to get teared up right yeah. now. And yesterday, when we were doing something off of Radio Row, we're here at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center, we decided we want to do something that was quintessentially Las Vegas. 
And no, not going to throw in jail. We wanted to do something really unique, but so associated with the city. So we went to an Elvis-themed wedding yesterday. We didn't just go to an Elvis-themed wedding. I, we, we were part of an Elvis-themed wedding. We were part wedding. of it, yes. We were in the wedding. It was pretty I amazing. Was, by the end, I was the best man. <laughs> it was one of the great experiences that we've had, and we're going to put all this stuff on our social media. It actually well, technically was a vows renewal. This was Scott and Michelle from Denver who were nice enough to allow uh, Perloff, myself, EJ, Sully, come, come with our camera, come and hang with them and, and witness this really cool thing. Is it cheesy? Of course it's cheesy. But is it also very sentimental? Yes, and Perloff got choked up. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Uh, when Elvis, when uh, Elvis, who was efficient, yeah, when the, in the ghetto, uh, you know that song always gets to me. And to hear it, the lyrics we worked for a, a wedding vow renewal is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think the the Elvis impersonator was sick. He was just he was on it the whole time. By the end, very method. That by guy. the end, I actually said to you, I'm like, I'm going to bring my wife Sarah to you Vegas, me. and we're going to do a vow renewal with Elvis as our minister. They, the couple Scott and Michelle from Denver, turned to walk down the aisle at the end, and Perloff turns to me and goes, "I'm bringing Sarah." Yeah. I was like, "Do it! I can't wait to come for this." Honestly, I think if you are married and you have not had an Elvis vow renewal, you don't really love your wife. <laughs> you don't. That's not love. There's a new bar. You're now. kind of just dating at that point <laughs> because. Uh, and Scott and Michelle, they were wonderful. Uh, that was family really cool. was there. We got oh. to meet some of you know, Scott's family and Michelle's family, and it was great. The men were on one side, women on the other. Perloff and I dressed for the occasion. Yeah. And by the way, why would you have anyone except an Elvis impersonator do your wedding? I'm so mad because we had uh, we had a minister and a rabbi at yeah. my wedding. I'm like, where was Elvis? Yeah, I know. What were you guys doing? How, <laughs> yeah. how blonde? Did you have vanilla? Elvis yours? <laughs> we thought about it. No, yeah. uh, no, we didn't. And yes, what a huge missed opportunity it was. It was something I was expecting to be full cheese, and it wasn't because there were some amazing moments where these two people were reconnecting. They had, got, had kind of quickly gotten married yeah. about ten months ago, only signing papers in their kitchen on their kitchen table. Yeah. Never got you know to have the the big wedding thing, and then wanted to do this. I'll tell you what, it was it was super memorable uh, right. for everyone. All right, now you've gone a little too far. It wasn't Charles and Diane. I, mean, <laughs> I thought it was It awesome. was super cool, but it, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you're right. Is that the quintessential Vegas thing? Because we want we to fully embrace ourselves in Vegas. And to do Vegas, I think you have to do old Vegas. You have to be in the Sinatra, Elvis vibe. Not the, I don't know what the new Vegas is because we actually did this drive out through Vegas and everyone's like, oh, that's a new hotel here. That's a new hotel yeah, here. Yeah, they're knocking this one down yeah, to put this here. Not famously, uh, they're knocking down the Tropicana. Yeah, to build so, a baseball stadium for the A's. Yeah, I think the old, we got to embrace the old school. Are we going to go to that part of Vegas that where the, you know, the Binions is and the, uh, you know, the 50 cent. Uh, blackjack tables. Oh, like the Fremont Street and the Fremont Golden Street. Nugget? Yeah, I think we got a rocket old school. Because we're not really new school people, Maggie. We're not the Aria and the <laughs> no. High Rollers. I think uh, no. I think we're more, you know, 2 a.m. in a lounge kind of people. Yeah, the topless day party isn't really our scene. The Gronk Beach Party? Not so much. <laughs> uh, thanks again to everyone at the Little Vegas Chapel, to Steve and his entire staff, who welcomed us, of course, Scott and Michelle. Andrew Bogish is standing by with headlines. I'm curious, Bogish, have you ever been to an Elvis wedding? I have not been to an Elvis wedding. And you haven't lived. You yeah. haven't lived, sir. I know a guy named Elvis, uh, but didn't go to his <laughs> wedding. So that was that would have been as close as I could have come. Wait, hold on a second. You know a man named Elvis? I do not know any Elvises. That's awesome. Gerbach? Unfortunately, not Elvis Gerbach. Uh, <laughs> just a guy from Queens that went to high school with my wife. 
<laughs> Man, you really should have done whatever you yeah. could to get to the invite good, to that wedding. Good story, Bogus. Just to say. A guy from Queens who went to high school with my wife. That's all you got on Elvis? Yeah, that's all I got in New York, not in Las Vegas on Super Bowl week. <laughs> so the, oh. other, the other small thing about the Elvis impersonator who was doing the wedding, by the way, you get three songs. I think of your choice uh, if Elvis officiates your wedding at the Little uh, Vegas Chapel. He had he was wearing this necklace. Did you guys catch this, EJ? You were you were working the the camera. He had a necklace that he said Elvis would give out to. I now I don't want to get this wrong. I think it was to women he had been with and spent the night <laughs> oh, with. I, I it was kind of like he's the original <laughs> Jeter with the gift bags and stuff. And so uh, the allegedly, uh, and so he had this necklace, and somehow this guy got his hands on one of the. Elvis parting gifts that he would give to these women uh, and maybe also some men who are like in the crew or people he relied on. Anyway, if you were like in the club with Elvis, you got this cool necklace and this dude has it and he said it's his most prized possession of his life. Yeah, I didn't believe a, a word of that. <laughs> you didn't? Yeah, no, no. Oh, I did. That, that was, hook, line, and sneaker. Uh, th- that that necklace, is, I think it was made of plastic. I saw it. No. I don't know. That was 14 karat gold spray. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure about that. You know, interesting, we learned a fact. They started doing those in 1977 was the first, according to this expert, was the first Elvis wedding. At Graceland. At Graceland, yeah. yeah. No, 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 but he wasn't sure. They weren't sure if Elvis was actually at the wedding. Right, he might have already passed away. I think it was, uh, I was talking about Vegas. He said the Vegas tradition started in 77. Oh, sorry, I thought it was Graceland, my bad. Yeah, I'm not sure, anyway. There was uh, a lot going on. It was a a vows renewal. In Queens, apparently, Elvis, Bogus's wife's (laughs) high school friend, uh, also is officiates. Is that true? He officiates (laughs) weddings, Bogus? Yes, but not as Elvis. He uses a different name. <laughs> he calls himself Joe. Exactly. Weird. He just changes it. Uh, good morning, Bogus. Headlines. Hello. Uh, good morning, everybody. Those headlines are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. In a rare occurrence, I feel bad for Roger Goodell because the NFL commissioner was forced to address the lunacy promoted by Maggie and EJ and the other Tay-Tay Travis conspiracy theorists. (laughs) I don't think I'm that good a scripter um, or anybody on our staff. I I, I think it's, you know, I listen, there is no way that I could have scripted that one. Let's just put it that way. But she is, um, or anybody in our office, she's she's a remarkable performer. She knows great entertainment. I had the opportunity to go to two of her concerts with our girls and my wife. she she's the best of the best, and and so having her come to NFL games, have her a part of that, is nothing but a positive. Yeah, but please keep believing in all the nonsense. Like they made it cold in Arrowhead three weekends ago, and they t- had Todd Munkin take a dive for the Ravens' offensive game plan in the AFC title game. Bogus. We all know the NFL controls the weather. Everybody knows that they have for years. But uh, um, by I, the way, are we glossing over Goodell went to two Taylor concerts? They're like that's a humble brag. Whoa! Two. No, he, he said he saw he saw her first in two thousand nine too. Man, this dude's a legit. But he's, he's a legit. A yeah, he called himself a Swifty multiple times yesterday. One thing, uh, the NFL, if they are trying to script this, they don't script things as well. They can't get anything right. Why would they be able to script <laughs> this gigantic coup? Well, I mean, if they tried to do this, they would end up having uh, some backup wide receiver date Olivia Rodrigo and break up two weeks. They, the NFL is not good enough to, to script all this, are they? Okay, but if no. I may ask a follow up to Commissioner Goodell, why the free airtime, Raj? 
why the free airtime oh. for Taylor for the for the movie? Well, also too the Boomer Sison report yesterday that Taylor wants the NFL to pay for her plane from Tokyo. So that that signals a total partnership, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like let's not act like there's a, hey guys, you know this is just a total coincidence. Well, listen, they're actually I think they're actually dating, but. Let's act like you the think no, they're the, actually the, dating. Listen, that's <laughs> to be determined, guys. You're to saying, be, listen, yeah, yeah. she needs three kids, bogus. She believes <laughs> this. Uh, maybe four. I, I let's not act like this relationship hasn't been mutually beneficial for all parties. It's just like, well, hey, my gosh, what a happy accident this is, and we're all making millions. Yeah, of course they can be business partners after the fact, but that doesn't mean that this is all nonsense and fabricated from day one, which I Tell think Tell that is- to the Ravens. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I know. I, I honestly, I don't think there's anything nefarious. I think this is just breaking so right for the NFL, and once again... Like you put yourself in a position to be lucky, right? You make your own luck. Is that some that that that's the saying? That's so something. They put themselves in a position where if one of the stars on a team starts dating the most famous pop star in the world, they've got the machine behind it that can make this even bigger. You know, they met the moment. I will say this. I mean, yes, it may not be quote unquote scripted at this point, but wouldn't this make the great rom com? You start as a publicity stunt and then mm. all of a sudden they actually are in the oh world, god and then they actually win yeah. a super bowl i mean it, it does <sighs> feel very rom-com like no there are currently nine rom-coms on netflix made in the last year that have a similar price. right exactly <laughs> yeah yeah well, that is a also, that is a too easy ej listen <sighs> is she she's dropping an album conveniently a week before the super bowl listen she drops lots of albums so she's <laughs> yeah artist. she's done them before and again i know but come on they they decide when these albums come out i'm sure it's been written for oh six or it's probably been done for six months you guys still though have never addressed the number one thing is that she doesn't need the NFL. And there are not bros at the gym working out now to, is it over now? She is not, the NFL benefits from her. She doesn't need Travis Kelsey. She doesn't need the NFL. She, so. I don't don't, don't know if that's. I don't agree with that. Because I think we can all speak for ourselves. Everybody needs the NFL. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, no, I agree. What what is she? She's already made enough money that she doesn't need anything. The tour began before the NFL, right? That tour that was changing local economies. But but Bogus makes it sound like it was not mutually beneficial for all this to happen, which it clearly is. No, no, no. It's definitely been beneficial No, it's love. I honestly think she has a crush on this guy because she's dated these twerps, and all of a sudden this big, (laughs) handsome football player comes along. I I don't think there's any financial consideration for Taylor. Yeah, I've also seen... 0.0. Maybe I'm wrong. I've seen too many of her music videos, thanks to my daughter. She's not a good actress. She couldn't be pulling this (laughs) off all along (laughs) the way either. No, that's actually to my point, because... Taylor's whole thing is about the boyfriends. Who's she dating? Who's her exes? Who's she not dating? Who she have beef with? Like the fact that she has such a high profile boyfriend, like one of the issues was the last guy, nobody knew who he was. Like she literally wouldn't bring him outside. Like we really didn't know anything about their relationship. Like this is one of the first public relationships she's had in a long time. How about There's this? no way this is not beneficial. In the chat, if you want to watch us, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio, or we're live from the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. Um, Pine Needle says there's 100 separate prop bets specifically related to only Taylor Swift. Yep. Now, we haven't been able to ide- you know, independently verify that, but I think he's about right. 100 seems actually a little small. They could probably boost that number up a little bit. Bogus, what else we got? Uh, you'll got you guys will get into more of this this morning, but the Niners practice field, not as hard as they'd prefer. The NFL only laid sod over UNLV's field surf last week. Normally, host city practice sites set up by December 
Kyle Shanahan says his team is not changing any of its plans this week. And far from all of that, the Giants have apparently finally landed on a new defensive coordinator. It is former Titans DC Shane Bowen. He'll replace Swink Martindale. Way back on December 16th of 2023, the price of milk and gas were basically the same as they are today. Uh, since then, the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers have the best record in the NBA at 19-4. and Last night's 136-110 defeat of the Kings moved Donovan Mitchell's team up to the two-seed in the East. It's good, but, you know, it's this February. You know, at the end of the day, we're just trying to continue to play the way we've been playing. You know, this is... It's crazy. I mean, no disrespect to a lot of you, but a lot of y'all were in here. You know, when we were when we were down down and out. So, you know, what I mean, that's always a good sign when the locker room's packed. Ah, the Maggie Gray theory. If you weren't here from day one, you can't enjoy anything. (laughs) Mitchell scored 29 in this one. The Clippers outscored the Hawks in Atlanta 149-144 to finish their annual Grammy trip at 6-1. The Lakers go 4-2 on their version after a 124-118 win in Charlotte. And the Mavs won in Philly 118-102, 23 points and 8 assists for Kyrie Irving after missing six games with a sprained thumb. The fourth-ranked Kansas men fell in OT at K-State, 75-70. The Wildcats now 11-0 in extra time in two seasons under head coach Jerome Tang. The NHL began coming back from its all-star break last night. The Islanders were 3-2 winners in Toronto. The Rangers LS the Avalanche 2-1 in overtime. And the Royals and shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. have signed an extension reportedly for 11 years and $288 million. Witt has opt-outs starting in year 7. The team can add on three years and 89 mil. Guys, back to you. When I saw that contract come down, I mean, I, I love Bobby Wood as a prospect. Has he really, I mean, he had a good year last year, 30 home runs, but he's playing on such a bad team. I'm like, that's a big commitment. We saw, unfortunately, a team like the Rays made that commitment to Wander Franco. And well, that, 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 that blew up for a totally different reason. Right, I know. Yeah. But then but then Fernando Tatis, you know, had a similar deal as well. Like, like and he Not, got busted for steroids. Right. I mean, these so, things go off the rails. These large contracts. I, I just thought what was crazy is the Kansas City Royals, who get basically no media attention <laughs> whatsoever, decide to make this big announcement five days before the Chiefs <laughs> play in the Super Bowl. Maybe hold this one. I don't know. We got a whole off season. Like, and he is like their only hope. Like he is like the future. So like this is a big deal deal for them. But right, do the Super Bowl week. It's like Look, this one so. might get lost a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say, is he related to Joe Witt Jr., the new <laughs> DC in, in Washington? Because that's a big deal. Oh, speaking <laughs> of uh, relations, uh, I saw someone in the Twitch chat. I want to shout them out. Uh, Athletic LT said uh, we were talking about Elvis. Uh, bogus. We talking about Elvis Doomerville, another NFL. <laughs> oh again. yeah, oh, Elvis I wish. Uh, <laughs> Wait, didn't Elvis Doomerville have the famous thing where his agent didn't f- didn't send in something about? I think the franchise tag or there's some detail where the oh, agent they, they didn't get it, it in in time. It. But it all worked out fine. And he right. ended up. He was gonna I think sign with Denver and then ended up being the Ravens or something. I think did he? He must have won a Super Bowl. And was he on the team in 2012? Or maybe he's gone. Uh, or he won with Dem. I think he has a ring. He we might gotta, have a ring. We got to check this. We yeah. got to do he a little fact checking. Awesome. There was something, there was a paperwork controversy that happened with Elvis Doomer. Yeah, it was a fax situation. Faxing? What year was it? Uh, 2013. Who's faxing in 2013? Elvis Doomerville. <laughs> yeah. Our Elvis impersonator like from yesterday but, definitely still faxing. Yeah, because that guy. He, he didn't fax the thing in time. He got cut by the Broncos. They were able to just void his contract. And he signed with and the Ravens. He ended up signing with, a Raven, with the Ravens. But, yeah, he 
he didn't get his documents in time. <laughs> I mean, which we all can relate to, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, didn't get the homework in on time. <laughs> so he just missed his Super Bowl in Baltimore, and he just missed his Super Bowl in Denver. Poor Elvis Grimaldi. <laughs> oh my God! But I tell you, that dude could get around the edge in a hurry. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, Bogus, thank you. Appreciate that. We've got a lot more to do, including is one of the teams in the Super Bowl at a massive disadvantage over the other? We'll get into the prep for the big game and what's going on here in Vegas in just one moment. Again, if you missed it, Perloff and I went to an Elvis-themed vows renewal yesterday, and it was one of the most moving and touching experiences we've ever had in our lives. (laughs) Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Music theme today is former halftime show performers. This oh, was a nice. memorable one. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Kiss that one goodbye, Justin. I don't think you're ever going to be coming back after the wardrobe malfunction that happened on live television. Wait, but wait, wait. No, he did come back after that. He did? Yeah. He, he three years ago. He Remember he did that continual dance? Uh, he, yeah. He, was he back? Yes, Am I big bugging? Time. Okay. Yeah, uh, um, apologies. Remember he did, he... He started a song and then he did the whole thing himself and it was all one cut and he went up into the crowd. I think you were there. Perloff's no. right. Oh, this yeah, was 2018. 2018. Yeah. I, w- I don't think I was. I, w- I haven't been. I haven't been to a Super Bowl since my last one oh, okay. was uh, San Francisco that I attended in person. Oh, wait. That was 15? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Justin Timberlake. You know, oh, sorry. Guy. All right. He's back, everybody. I have, yeah. yeah. I have no and by the way, I think he'll be back. Does he have an album coming out? That guy is everywhere right now. Yeah. So, Okay. There's a bit of a controversy going on, and this one has nothing to do with pop stars or Travis Kelsey or anything. It's actually about the practice fields that the the practice field rather that the 49ers are practicing on at UNLV. So here's what's going down: the Chiefs are practicing at the Raiders facility. So they're right here. It's right off the Strip. We were there last night for media night. The 49ers are about a half an hour away at UNLV's campus. It's indoor facility, but they had to bring in a new turf to put on top of the existing turf because I guess it wasn't, you know, up to standard for the NFL. According to Adam Schefter, the 49ers have a major problem with the turf. Apparently, it's super spongy. Like, it's it's too much give. Don't feel safe on it. Now, Kyle Shanahan said all the right things last night at media night. Here's what he said. Nah, it is what it is. We'll be all right. It's the field we got. We'll be all right. We're good. Yeah, so apparently behind the scenes, they're singing a much different tune. They don't feel good about this. And listen, famously, Nick Bosa tore his ACL at MetLife Stadium several years ago, and they blame the turf. So they have to be super sensitive like all teams, and now they're trying to figure this out. Listen, this might not matter to fans like us or people in the media, but I think to players, they talk about turf all the time, Perloff, and the differences and how they feel it in their yeah. legs and their knees. I mean, if you're not, if you don't feel comfortable going full speed in a practice, you're at a disadvantage. So, if I'm correct, what I'm hearing is you think the turf matters. I do think it matters. Well, then, when I say the Eagles lost last year's Super Bowl because of the turf, you have to agree with me now. Both teams were playing in the same conditions yes, on who, that field. Whose pass rush was who, their number one strength was their pass rush? Who was neutralized on that okay, field? Okay, well, you know, use different cleats, but at least that was even because the Chiefs and the, and oh, the Eagles were saying playing point. on the same field at the Super Bowl last year when guys were slipping and sliding. This is just the 49ers have to deal with this turf, whereas got there's it, no it. Problem That's, for the Chiefs. That is an important distinction. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, I do think the, the turf was a big deal. As for the Niners, though, uh, a little adversity. I'm not changing my 
pick if I pick the Niners, I think like this is the kind of thing that a coach is used to get everyone fired up. It's funny as like, ooh, okay, the Niners are Niners are creating a narrative where they're they're kind of screwed over. It almost makes them tougher in a way. Hmm. You know how it how it works. Anything that you expect to happen in, in a game, I think they can use this to their advantage. Also, too, it's it's not ballet, it's football. I hope they're tough enough to deal with too soft a field. No, I know. I get it. We can make jokes about it, but I think it's the mental aspect. Do you feel like you can properly practice? Again, I'm not trying to make this yeah. into a huge thing, yeah. but I think for the team, if it, if anything that disrupts your routine, yeah. we know how athletes and coaches are with, when it comes to this stuff, and you have really limited amount of practice time, not to mention all the other things yeah. you're getting pulled off to do. No, this is the coaches getting an us against them thing, too. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to get them fired up. I, I, you know, listen, they could say we're getting screwed and they're going to come out there angry. That's one thing that's sort of been lacking uh, for the Niners. They don't really come out uh, like mad, and I think their defense needs something. So maybe this is he's using that for that. You can't trust coaches. And <laughs> I, I know what he was saying last oh, yeah. night was the proper thing, but even these reports, like you know, I think coaches look for these. Remember, is that a famous Belichick thing? He's always looking for some angle. I'm not worried about this. I, I think the Niners. Uh, it's not going to affect uh, the outcome at all on Sunday. It might not affect the outcome. We'll see. I mean, it's definitely a disadvantage, though. If one team feels great about the practice facility and the other team doesn't, now they did think about, according to Schefter, now this is not something the NFL is saying. The NFL is saying we had 20 specialists go out and check the grass. I didn't even know you had 20 specialists in this field. <laughs> who could, No pun intended. Who could come and check this out? They said the union was there. They've crossed all their T's and dotted I's. Everyone's fine with it. And then, meanwhile, Schefter yesterday on Pat McAfee saying, you know, it's basically a five-alarm fire behind the scenes with the 49ers and how ticked off they are about the situation. Yeah, well, where's the Probably somewhere in the middle. Where's the sod father? (laughs) (laughs) I think they sent him to early retirement, which was, well, not early, he's 90, but they sent him to retirement, which is why we have all these issues now to begin with. So we went to opening night, media night last night, and wasn't it funny? We walked right by the Super Bowl field. Yes, Yes. we did. They Uh, they leave it outside, too. It was outside and covered. Um, because it's been raining so much here in Vegas. Right. And is that, I think rain is good for grass. So I didn't quite understand. And then it's not, not too gonna, much. But it's not going to rain in the second half. So I think the NFL, okay, the practice field is one thing. I, I was actually walked by them like, oh my God, are they going to have another bad turf uh, for the game? Why, why does this league, this billion dollar league, have these issues what's going on here the biggest thing and we're talking about the 49ers are uh, practicing at UNLV which needed a new turf for the 49ers to be put in the practice facility and the the Niners are claiming it's too spongy and uh, behind the scenes allegedly complaining that this is a disadvantage and and they don't want to practice on this turf but here's the thing they are being exposed by soccer I think because the World Cup is coming to yeah, North America yeah, yeah. and it's playing in all these football stadiums mm-hmm, all over mm-hmm. the country. And what are they saying? Well, we're putting in natural grass for this this massive event. And I think the football players are saying, why can't you just leave the grass? Yeah, it's funny, too, because Goodell, when that story came up, Goodell's like, we have data that players get injured at the same rate on turf they and grass, got data for which everything. reminded me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like where are they getting this data? And I <laughs> yeah. want, I want this scientist to do my taxes yeah. because it sounds <laughs> like, how is that data? possible? And yeah. Maybe uh, you're going back to the NFL and being like, actually, this is going to cost you billions of dollars to change. No, 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 no one's, no one's given the, the NFL bad news. Yeah. I mean, I, I shouldn't say this. My wife works for a government agency don't trust data. <laughs> all data trust is not people. We all data. That's terrible. All data is not the same because yeah. what that's ridiculous. We all know that the certain turfs are dangerous for players. Well, I mean, we're in New York. That turf is 
crazy bad. I just don't understand why they don't listen to the players on this one. It, it's like you, they did that Money. poll, the athletic, no. they put out the poll. This is one of the number one issues with players. Their voice should matter here. And I don't know if that's the NFLPA having to step up or whatever, but it, it, it seems like it's top of mind for the athletes themselves. I'm not sure why. It doesn't get paid more attention. I mean, yeah, I mean, there are certain teams that seem to like the turf they, because they can run faster right, on like it. the Cowboys? Yeah, Cowboys like turf. Micah Parsons, I've seen his numbers are much worse on grass. It slows him down. Mm-hmm. But that, that's not a legit reason. You're right. If, if they're going to do this for soccer, NFL is making so much money right now. Do this, bring, bring that turf in and out. But then again, you know, even the grass, like, uh, there seem to be, that's not that simple. We're seeing what's happening with the Niners. I don't trust that field that we saw last night. I think this is going to be an issue on Sunday. Interesting. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. You're welcome to weigh in. Uh, Poll question today. Does Patrick Mahomes need seven titles to pass Tom Brady as the GOAT? Is it really just a legit ring chase? Is that what this whole conversation is going to be measured by? Because I think there a lot more is going to go in the conversation, just like we're having with LeBron and Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, I think that people want the newest guy to be GOAT all the time. So if he doesn't catch seven, he'll have someone on his tail by then. Anyway, whoever's good, by, by the second half of his career, it's probably going to be Caleb Williams. Is he the GOAT? I, I just <laughs> We have such a recency bias with the GOAT, and it's not just – it's every position. Uh, Jerry Rice was the GOAT, but even lately I've seen people questioning that. I and know. Saying, which is funny. He was, he was the original Me growing GOAT. up, it was always Jer- – it was Joe Montana as the greatest quarterback yeah. ever, but the greatest football player ever was always some kind of Jerry Rice, Lawrence Taylor kind of right. conversation. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. And Jim Brown for but a long time. But for some reason, Jerry Rice was the original GOAT. Yes. Like the only one we called GOAT was Jerry Rice. Do you remember that? I- I'm not sure why it was him over those other guys. But he was unqui- He was so far ahead of everyone at wide receiver. Yeah. But even lately, I've heard people kind of cooled on that. Well, I think I think it's just been the how we look at quarterbacks now. Yeah. I think that we have such a, a, a inflated um, value on the on the on the quarterback position. I don't know if it's even inflated. I mean, quarterbacks really do live and die with your quarterback. If you're an NFL team, I think the way we kind of just view the game is so different now. It's through the lens of the quarterback. You're so right. Like yep. the whole history of the league, I feel like is going to be told through the quarterbacks, yeah. and that's why the this quarterback matchup is so fascinating right. because you got Mahomes who's getting comparisons to Brady, and we're talking about him with the goat conversation, or at least on the periphery of it, and then you got Brock Purdy who's, yeah. you know trying to become this great underdog story has become a great underdog story but i have to insert the word system here because just going back to montana right is it uh do you guys find it strange coincidence that the greatest quarterback of all time the greatest wide receiver and the greatest offensive coach of all time happen to land in the same place at the same (laughs) time yes they they're all working off each other and that's why and mahomes is part of that too i mean he's he landed with andy Reid. i don't that and tom brady was part of that because he landed with bill belichick you need the right situations and purdy is obviously a a system quarterback so with this, all these GOAT conversations with football are tricky because of the team nature of the sport. Okay, I'll agree with you about about those other guys. I think about Mahomes. Of course, he has a great coach in Andy yeah. Reid, but I don't see that as system. And the reason why I don't is because Travis Kelsey keeps getting open yeah. all these years later because, and everyone will tell you, he's not running mm. traditional routes. Yeah. At least that's what they're saying. So they're doing this improvised kind of thing. It's the total opposite of a system. I don't agree with that. Uh, I think it's Andy Reid. Andy Reid is is working all. I I understand what you're saying. Now, I'm, you're absolutely right. Like what you're saying. But you're, you're telling me this. 
It can't be a coincidence. I think Andy Reid is such a big part of this. I think it's a marriage of Mahomes and Reid. He no because he doubt. every quarterback is good with Reid, and he is just great with Reid. And so I can't separate them. I, I just it, disagree with you, but I understand your point. Can I flip this though? Yeah, I believe that you could put Mahomes with other coaches in the league, and they would be having I, this success. I don't think so. I. He's too good, Perloff. He's too good. If he was a Chargers quarterback, 700 things would have gone wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't disagree with you about the Chargers. He, but what he, if, he, if if I put him on the Ravens, if I put him on the Bills, if I put him on the teams that are right on the doorstep, if I put him on the Bengals, you don't think that he would be right here? Nope. I don't think I put him on the 49ers? Well, 49ers maybe you say, but yeah, 49ers probably with Kyle Shanahan. But you're, you, you just if first I put said, him with Mike McDaniel. You don't think that? Well, you, gonna... you're picking the top four franchises in the NFL. Okay, but I'm saying that he could work. I know. But put him could... in Chicago. Put him uh, in. I think he'd still win. Put him in Jacksonville. I think he'd still win with you Doug Peterson. Be, you think he'd be on the brink of his third ring? No. With Doug? Why not? Doug is Andy Reid. They're the same. I mean, third ring? Yeah, but there's a lot of other things there that are not the same. That is true. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Does Mahomes need seven titles to be considered the GOAT? Want to hear from you. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.